My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul the Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo at Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best. May the force be with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk all things Star Wars. My name is Colin. I'm Josh. Star. Christian. I'm the other Josh. I'm Hunter. <laughs> all right. And uh, we have a uh, a kind of all over the place uh, um, episode because there, it was a very uneventful episode, sort in of. my opinion. Yeah. Like, yes and no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of emotions everywhere. Um, uh, and then we have news about Jedi Survivor. There was also a new look of season two of Andor, and season uh, two of Acolyte is rumored to already have been greenlit, and we haven't even seen the trailer yet. Uh, so that's exciting, but don't worry, we'll get all to that in a second. Let's break down the episode. Uh, Josh, take it away. All right, friends. Uh, so this episode is titled "The Crossing." We made it to episode nine. Any pre thoughts? Any? Uh, how? What was your opinions on the episode? Anyone? It takes place in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> yeah, it immediately had a very westerny feel, and I think yeah. the music accentuated that a bit too, which was sort mm. of neat. Because especially yeah. their season two looks, I think, are very cowboy-like. So it fit. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was weird seeing the opening with only three members of the armored batch, especially going from the start of season one with five full armored clones. And then we were four for such a long time, but now we're down to three. It's it's very yeah. odd seeing that transition happen. I, I think this episode did definitely show the, the imbalance between the members of the batch now that they've lost Echo. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if we want to talk about this now or after the episode breakdown or <laughs> immediately that first shot. And I was like, Oh great. Another gorgeous landscape view. I can't tell this is live action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like at the beginning of the episode of them flying in on that planet, I was like, Ooh, this is really cool. Like that. Yeah. yeah it's just, they had first, I mean, comparatively, uh, as you guys were saying, like last few episodes it's great to have these giant establishing shots and being mm-hmm. able to see out on these scapes that they obviously put so much time into um but yeah, yeah. I, I really like the beginning of the episode seeing that giant like landscape yeah the uh the music all which i'm kind of stealing of what christian said in our um and in, 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 in a group chat where it kind of felt like it was a it came from hbo max yeah. like of the vibe of it just kind of felt like it was like the last of us like it was kind a of little last of things. us yeah um uh and i just feel like it's the the openings of these episodes are just getting more like uh of of kind of giving that more live action like vibe i mean because of the visuals are always stunning of course but it's just you know every episode is just getting more and more like is it live action? Is it not live action until we see the actual characters? Like mm-hmm. that's how great it looks. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, we begin the episode with them basically getting a mission to, uh, go to a planet and, um, go to a mine that, uh, has been recently purchased so that they can try and uh, scavenge some extra stuff. Um, hearing that, like, this is Sid's involvement again. I thought it was pretty funny. I was just like, I wonder how many many of them really trust her anymore at, at this mm-hmm. point. So, <laughs> but yeah, it feels like it's like a full on ghost town. We have like those really big uh, Western vibes, especially even with the music. So I I really enjoyed that. Um, what do you guys think of this uh, beginning of the episode, bringing into this mine and uh, the setup for the episode? As soon as they landed, I went. You guys are pretty far from the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially the shot of them all like leaving the Marauder, and it has such a like importance on you see them exiting the screen while the Marauder stays yeah. in view. Like mm-hmm. it really and shows like going, they're leaving the ship behind going around the corner. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think the other kind of dumb thing on their part was Hunter has very atoned senses and strong senses. Why was he not watching the ship? Um, because he could have sensed like if there was danger was coming and he was inside the cave and he had record yeah. 
who doesn't have that skill. I, I feel so. like it's it's morally showing the fact that like I mean we had Echo watching ships this whole time and right. kind of trying to find their footing now, whether they want to admit it or not, with yep. having another less bad batch member. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting coming straight off of that. I feel like this is a a good. It under, it's understandable to make an episode that's more emotionally centered, where we have uh, Omega's emotions coming to the forefront of this episode and dealing with the fact that she's now lost another member of what she would essentially say is her family. So it, it makes sense that this isn't as broad of a scope. I feel like we did need to go back and be like, hey, look, how are my characters developing? with this because oftentimes I feel like we've had a clone centered view be non-emotional because of them being soldiers in the way they are. Whereas mm -hmm. you actually have the um the prospect of having Omega being like, hey, you need to bring out these emotions. I'm gonna be your key to being able to bring out your emotions and talk about it. So this is definitely one of those episodes that allows them to be able to explore that more. Yeah, I think we already definitely really get to see it this early in the episode, like you said, with Omega when she's outside watching with Wrecker, and Wrecker doesn't really know how to console her at all, but we see a little dynamic there, and then you get some when Omega's in the cave as well, and I, I really enjoy that part of it, like the main plot, take it or leave it, like it's fine, The the meat of this episode was in the actual emotional development of the batch members and i know star and i harp on this every single week that we love these clone centric stories that really humanize them and i think this definitely did that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i agree because i think sometimes we do actually lose like their reactions to things because the episodes are so short and you have to pack so much plot like i really liked having an episode that was about like hey you just had this huge mid-season finale what are people thinking about? I thought yeah. it was cool to, to not yeah. lose that reaction, especially like losing a member of the batch is like such a big deal. And even, you know, well, we'll get to that part, but you know, we get to mention the <laughs> there. So, you know, I'm going to go there, but we'll, we'll wait. <laughs> I, 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 I will say if Echo does show up in the next episode, I'm going to be like the whole point of like, there's then the last episode was pointless because the whole idea of this episode was them kind of dealing with that adjustment period of, Hey, he's gone. So, so it's, um, uh, it's, it's, it's not really grieving. It's just adjusting to change. And that's also a very real, um, like a very real topic. People don't like change because it's so different from what they're used to. And people don't like things that are different at first and they have to adjust to that. And that's what this episode was, you know, really about where, where they were trying to deal with the fact that they're not gonna, you know, um, uh, have someone that has been part of their journey for a decent amount of time, including Omega for her journey, like with them, Echo was there like the entire time. And now that he's gone, it's like a part of her is gone and she's trying to cope with that. And so dealing with change is a very real thing. And they definitely um, talked about that a lot in this episode and dealt with that. I think especially because the rest of the batch, their, you know, modifications aside, they're all trained as soldiers. And we see this with all the other clone troopers in the Clone Wars. We're like, yeah, they, they feel the loss when someone dies. But at the same time, it's like, no, you, you have to bottle that. You have to put it aside because the mission yeah. comes first. But now that it's like, no, the mission is just staying alive and keeping the group together. All of a sudden, we're one short and they chose to leave. Yeah. Again. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, yeah. um, did you did you want to say anything, Josh? Before I, jump I just really, really quick, I really like how this season it feels. A lot of like our openings, especially with the Sid mission episodes, we don't have a they're sitting in the bar waiting around doing nothing. And then it's like I have a job for you. There's the argument with Hunter on do we want to do this or not, and then they eventually go do it. We jump in when they've already accepted the mission, so mm -hmm. it lets us really get into the meat of our characters and kind of break that little monotonous cycle we had so we get a lot of that time developing these relationships and having those conversations and it helps break up the episodes and make Instead them feel dropping, more like singular a quarter of the episode on, yeah. on them just being like ah, should we this is a little yeah. dangerous i don't know like yeah i completely yeah. understand what you're saying there we need the money how badly do we need the money mm -hmm. um so continuing on with the episode we uh we basically have um omega they basically have Omega drill into uh, try and get out. Is it Iridium? I believe that's what it was called. Uh, something, uh, some it's kind of the, mineral. 
Ipsium, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, to be able to uh, mine it out. Uh, they're at the meantime just basically explaining like, hey, you got to be very careful. And she's like, yeah, I know. I get it. You can trust me. It's okay. Um, also, at the meantime, we get a little shot of someone who is uh, watching them in the distance. Uh, don't know who they are. I I was sitting there for like a millisecond. I was like, Hondo? Oh, no. Dude, same. I saw, that too. <laughs> yeah. I saw that hat and I saw the bits coming down the back yeah. of Hondo. <laughs> for a millisecond there, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> there's also, well, I mean, I think my first indication that it wasn't a Hondo is that there's no way he would be that quiet. Um, uh, yeah so uh um but do we have an idea or any guesses of who the character might be is it a totally different character is someone that we saw before i think they had purple hair right that so it doesn't look like hair there's a close-up shot on the back that looks like it's feathers yeah okay which makes me wonder if it's either the feathers are part of their like you know actual hair and head or if it's part of the hat because we know Gunji has survived and returned to Kashyyyk. What if there's other Padawans from that group in that arc that we're going to run into? Because there's one Jedi Padawan who Hondo is very much like, hey, if you ever want to be a pirate, you can yeah. always leave and come join me. And there was like, a, there was something about the outfit that made me go, is that? Her? Yeah. Yeah. That, it's, it's I mean, I could. Interesting. I could see him make it someone. I could also see it just be like random generic thug dot PNG. Yeah. <laughs> he just right. rolled really high on his lock breaking. I That's mean, fine. I like honestly would think though that this season would be the one where Hondo would show up. I mean, because of they are on the run. They are dealing with, you know, kind of sleazy people. No offense to Hondo. But um uh and I just think, you know, Hondo kind of fits that you know, kind of description. And I think, you know, at this time, um, Hondo kind of dealing with the Jedi being on the run and stuff like that, I think that would be very interesting to see Hondo kind of deal with Order 66 because we haven't really seen him cope with it. He was, you know, quotations again, friends with the Jedi. (laughs) Um, uh, But in his weird kind of twisted way, I think he actually did care about Obi-Wan. I think he, Mm -hmm. you know, did care about, you know, some of the Jedi he did encounter. So I think that um, that seeing Hondo uh, would be very, very interesting during this time period. Yeah, I think it's in Rebels. Hondo says my one of my best friends was a Jedi, or at least I think he was my best. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I, I thought that would be very, very cool. Yeah. I mean, um, continuing on with the episode, uh, we get more shots of them inside. They, they do the, the do the mining. Um, they end up coming out, and uh, we end up realizing that our mysterious friend who was uh, looking at the ship ends up actually stealing it and taking it. Um, and this is all as a storm is approaching on the their location as the storm has changed course towards them. So nothing is going as correctly as they wanted at this point, which is pretty funny. And because of this, I guess it's putting more of a uh, divide between all the bad match members that are still around. So <laughs> as fun as that is. <laughs> so what do you guys think of that? I want to know who this kid is because they have to have genius level intellect to get past what I can only presume are tech level security placements. <laughs> yeah. Taking the Marauder. The, uh, the... Um, their like takeoff was kind of you know like it, it it wasn't a smooth takeoff so I don't know if like they're the best pilot because you you like definitely saw the ship kind of shaking and almost kind of like kind of like tip but when it semi decent lock breaker yeah yeah okay maybe it's the master code breaker maybe <laughs> yeah and they will actually have a purpose in 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 the show and not just in the not just sit there and gamble. Yeah, Jeez. he didn't have a flower on his lapel, though. Yeah, or they, I should say, we don't even know who this person is. Let's not open that can of worms. Let's not. <laughs> um, so continuing on with the episode, uh, they end up moving throughout the canyons. Um, Echo's like, uh, sorry, um, Omega's like trying to call Echo, and they're like, you can't hear us. You're 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 okay. It's it's just gonna be us for now. Sorry. Oh um they feel rumblings in the ground and then we have a whole stampede of uh 
creatures, I guess. I'm not exactly sure what their names are. Um, moving forward, it's just because of the, the storm and we have them uh, basically get to a point where they're trying to uh, keep with all their uh, stuff that they have. And um, what did you guys think of this moment of tension in the episode, this inciting incident to where they basically have to take cover again? I mean, I think the whole... The yeah. Line kick, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's yeah. like, no, don't, don't, don't have a moment like where someone actually ends up dying, which was well, pretty funny. Well, like I, I mean, that that honestly was like the first thing that 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 like that popped in my head, and um, and something that we talked about before we started recording was it felt there are a lot of different moments in the in the episode where I felt like someone was gonna die, and it was just gonna be like, oh, okay, cool, okay, so now Echoes he has left the group. And then someone is, you know, gone, you know, like what the heck is happening? So I'm glad no one got killed. I mean, I, th- I mean, that would have been a wild way for Parker to go too, because as soon as I saw him go down, I could see, you know, someone stepping on the, ex- um, on the, uh, on, on the containment unit and just exploding and that would have been bad. And so yeah, it worked out though. I, yeah, I, I mean, fully expected the the Ipsium to explode as soon as they talked about how like volatile it was when they were mining yeah, it. So I was like, right. got it. So that's gonna blow up at some point, right? Yep. And then uh, I, I mean, think it the did. Big thing... It did. They they got trapped in the cave after yeah. uh, they were flying into there. And then, yeah. but the big thing is, as they're walking in that canyon, we we really get the sense of how much the loss of another member, who's it's not like you know, oh, they turned on us. Or they're like, you know, like staying antagonistic, but someone who cares about us, but has to take care of this other more important issue first (laughs) and how much that like hurts them. And they don't know how to process it because they're all snapping and angry at each other. Yeah, Yeah, that was really interesting how much tech and Wrecker were arguing. Yeah. And it's even more here once they get trapped in the cave, but that's like not something we've really seen. They all kind of flow and work as a cohesive unit up until Mm -hmm. now and i i sort of mentioned it when we started the episode but you can really tell how off balance the batch is as well as the individual members they're all making mistakes and screwing up and Mm -hmm. it, it shows the whole last season was them uh adjusting uh of the loss of crosshair and now they are going to have to do that with Echo. And I think that it's a lot to, I mean, it's not like, you know, they're, you know, they're dead or anything, it, but someone moving away or like someone like, you know, kind of going on to something new and you're so used to having them there with you. It, it's it's going to throw off your your entire dynamic because you're so used to something. And I think in, in the next episode, they will definitely, you know, have the other adjustment period because I got a feeling there's going to be some type of battle of some sort because they're going to have to try and get the ship back or they end up getting ambushed or something in the in, in the place that they're hiding out near the end of yeah. this episode. But I think that it's um, uh, it's very interesting to see them go through this and you see them definitely argue like siblings, which I thought that was kind of a great dynamic be- because of. Yeah, they're you know older, but they're like you know they're like still like three years old, um, uh, and it's just funny to kind of see that uh, um, uh, that dynamic between the clones, uh, especially when they're like a very you know they are supposed to be these soldiers, but in in a way like what you guys said earlier, which was they are showing a lot of more human emotions than you know than what they normally do so i think they're just adapting you know i definitely feel like it's like their first time to where they actually are given this downtime to be able to be like boom like here you're you're gonna feel it you have no way of running from it and you have to be able to deal with it to move forward and omega has been that that key to that and i'm i've been really enjoying that i mean even continuing on the episode a little bit is them in the caves and um omega just basically being like really we really needed echo and this would have helped us out and text just basically in the in the most tech way of saying it is like dude we we don't really need him like like it's this the bad batch has been here before him we we're, we're gonna be here after him and uh omega doesn't take that in very well even though she knows that's the fact it's just that 
tech just doesn't say it in a way that is uh like a way for her to understand like he feels the same way as her so yeah it, it, both, she definitely feels like she's one of the just kind of stuck there being the one that just feels all the emotions and no one else feels the same way that she does yeah. it's it's kind of funny that whole conversation because you can see hunter and wrecker in the background just sort of like looking over at tech like shut up shut up shut up, shut up. <laughs> yeah i i think the line where like tech was like um where he said hey like you know the, the, this has happened this has happened before and he wasn't part of the group before we're dealing with it fine what's wrong with you i was like oh that's yeah like not... what's your problem I yeah was like, yeah i was your like, issue <laughs> yeah. yeah oh man yeah no they uh they like gave uh tech the side eye and then tech was like what and then he just you know I like seeing more of this kind of human side of tech. Um, and he's had a lot of story arc this season. And this definitely ha um, added to his character growth. In comparison to last season, he's been uh, a giant character. Um, I know. Whereas you could basically have Echo and Tech be the same character in last season. Whereas this season, they are completely different characters. So something that makes me nervous is because he's getting more character growth. There's a chance that he might not make it because that. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I, I, mean, I was thinking the same thing earlier. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, I think you could say that about any of them, though. Mm -hmm. I know, but Tech's been getting a lot of character growth this season, though. And so has usually happen and, and so I think Hunter is the only one who really hasn't because he got more than anyone else in season one. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's because so, Hunter became reluctant dad in season one. Yeah. Um, and you have to remember that these characters, we don't see them during the events of Star Wars Rebels. They're 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 not with Rex, they're not in 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 any of the canon, you know, after of what we see them in the Bad Batch show. So as there's far a chance, as we know. As far as we know, yes, as far as we know so far in the canon storyline, like during the events of Rebels and everything, they're not there. Which so. I think is a great thing to uh, to still be able to have that tension. Um, I, I know that like a lot of the time we'll have characters where we'll, we know their outcome or we know that they're going to be in a certain place at a certain time in the future. So yeah. you don't really have a that kind of like deep feeling of any episode they could go, um, which is a, a Bad Batch specialty. And it's a great thing to have with the Bad Batch is that, yeah, like we don't know the full outcomes of every single person. So... It's exciting to see what the future has in hold for these guys. In, in my that opinion. honestly was probably the great difference between the Bad Batch and the Clone Wars. Be, because in the Clone Wars, you knew a lot of the characters' fate, um, like of of what was what was going to happen to them. Mm -hmm. um, but that didn't make it hurt less, Colin. Well, no, <laughs> it made it worse. But like I like I mean, you didn't have to watch a, a new episode every week and be like, "Ooh, is is Obi Wan and Anakin?" gonna bite the dust in this one it's like no like we know yeah. they like make it so and uh and and these shows where they're introducing new characters in the star wars universe i think that's great because we don't know their full story um uh and and we don't know the, uh the outcome of their journey and with all of the character development um that we've been getting a lot for tech you know sometimes i feel like for certain characters um and different shows and and you know in different plots and everything is that that's the character that you know might have to sacrifice themselves in order to you know keep the group going or um or you know or they just don't make it um and i just got a feeling that that might be tech and i could see them doing it this season it would be really really sad but you you know you have to think of that possibility um I feel like this episode almost inadvertently reminded me of the Republic Commando book series, especially seeing the three almost commando units having to act on their own, divvying up roles outside of what they normally would. Um, very similar to Hard Contact with Niner, Otin, and Phi. But also, connecting to their fate, it almost reminded me, we kind of, whenever we think about the outcome of a clone, like what their fate is going to be, it's either it's Rex, Wolf, or Gregor, and they're living, you know, getting space slugs, eating them on an ATTE, or they die. And what if one of the big things of the Bad Bitch has been, they have their own choice. They have, like, it's a big thing has been, what's life as a clone without a war? So what if, kind of similar to those book series, we see these clones learn 
how to live without a war, either becoming Mandalorians or just kind of living their own life secluded, separate from everything and learning to say goodbye to all of it. I think it'd be interesting to see a separate fate rather than death or joining the rebellion for any yeah. form of clone trooper. I'm I mean, so with you, Josh. <laughs> yeah, me too. I think that would be super cool. Cause obviously like they either go out guns blazing at the end of this series, whenever that may be, or they do what you're saying, Josh. And I think it would be kind of, it would be a really refreshing change of pace, I guess, to let them live. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But it would show a different, like for clones in general, it would show a different development away from the we're soldiers. This is all we know. So even after we are no longer technically soldiers, we still behave like soldiers. Like this is the Bad Batch learning to not behave like soldiers. And I think mm -hmm. the ending that you just talked about would really take that to a new a new level. Yeah. I mean, it, it says something that the very first clone they meet after the Empire forms is cut. Yeah. Yeah. Who has a life outside of yeah. being a clone. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, so continuing on with our episode, uh, them being trapped inside the cave, um, Omega and Tech uh, go off to try and um, drill into after uh, into the walls, basically grab more of the um, uh, the explosive uh, material so that they can. Uh, they're thinking about being being able to use it to escape the caves. Um, yeah, we would definitely love uh, the clones to have a happy ending for once. <laughs> <laughs> for once. <laughs> for once. Um, so as they're uh, drilling up, one of the things that I think was interesting is having uh, Tech basically keep saying things that Omega already knows. It's like, hey, like, I understand it could explode at any second. It's like, yeah, I'm going to get all, all that we can. It's he, he The way he responds to her makes it seem like as if Omega just wants him to be able to say like, Hey, you did a good job. And I, I don't know if tech at this point is able to say that to her or her to get that gratification, but um, continuing on with the episode a little bit is when uh, she ends up falling into basically the, the cavern a little bit more and tech just fully jumps after her, which yeah. I think is, will be her version of what it's like to have someone who actually does care for her even though that's that's the way he he shows it i feel like omega's gonna, not ever gonna have what she wants in her head of being like hey you're my brother thanks for being super emotional with me because i don't feel like these clones will ever be fully that but i do feel like they'll show she'll have to learn that they work differently but she can still get that gratification that they do care in different ways and I feel like they're showing that with like having tech just full on like jump after her. He doesn't know where that's going. He doesn't know like if she's dead down there or anything. He just goes after her. So I feel like that's going to be a little thing for Omega to realize towards the future. Yeah. I mean, or conversely, like tech, like he does at the end of the episode, could learn to like express his feelings more. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So what do you guys think of uh, a, a new inciting incident where we have the split apart from the team again? <laughs> they they love their tunnels. They love the tunnels. <laughs> That's their thing. It's just like Scooby-Doo. Like, it's it's yeah. the Bad Batch like, trope. Gonna split up, yeah. 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 Find shout a tunnel, the, split up. Yeah, and shout out to the animation for how good that drill looked. Like drilling into the material like it. The way it like worked with the material felt so real, and also yeah. how she didn't slip and fall into the pit. It was because of the bit, like bit into the rock at an awkward angle, yeah. and the corkscrewed right. her around. Yeah. Yeah. I've done that. Yeah, <laughs> it was like I feel, I feel that. That felt very relatable. Yeah, yes. not falling down a pit relatable, but <laughs> being corkscrewed yeah. relatable. Yeah, uh, falling down a pit, accidentally chewing up a piece of armor, like it's the same. Yeah, shirt gets <laughs> caught in the bits. All the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. No. Uh. The uh. The uh. 
part where where oh where omega kind of falls into the fog and falls all the way down into the water that reminded me of elsa falling in the um and and the last crusade of where she's trying to reach for the holy grail and she falls on through i know i know it's a reach i know it's a reach but to me it's not oh. a reach. It's there. Oh, I good. Mean, thank you. Thank you. Omega's yeah. falling, yeah. Omega's falling into a misty cavern. Colin, not what? shaking my head at the the notion of an Indiana Jones reference. Just shaking <laughs> my head about the fact that you your brain is so in Indiana Jones mode right now. Dude, that I'm you're sorry, just like, man. Indy, 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 Indy. Yes. I mean... Are, did you not watch the Super Bowl? About, of, 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 I did. Of, oh, dude, I was so pumped, bro. Give him hell, Indiana Jones. And I was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm so pumped for that. But, yes, uh, to me, that was definitely a uh, reference to that. Um, Christian, you were saying something? Sorry, I got I'm, sidetracked. Omega falls into a misty hole the same way that Elsa does. Yep. And it's that same kind of reach followed immediately by – at least in India, it's you know the the, the four falling out, mm-hmm. and Tech is like, nope, can- cannonball, I'm going after you. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. So no, I I thought that was great that uh, that Tech didn't even think he was just like, oh, okay, nope, and then he just you know he he jumped after yeah, her, and I'm it. like, yeah, you're being an older brother, great job. So yeah, no, I thought that was great. Um, and 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 the moment that they actually you know have like like down in the cave and um and tech kind of explains his side they actually talk things through i'm like that's that's great i'm 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 glad that 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 the communication is happening yeah i mean he's basically explaining like hey like i completely understand what you are saying and how this is our family but you we have to be able to move on and adapt to every situation and i mm-hmm. i i really like that um especially with uh, our band of clones is that yes, they 100% this whole show has been them adapting and moving through different situations as the galaxy completely changes. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it's cool that they actually finally get a moment to be able to talk together about this whole situation. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think about that chat? This like dialogue is only happening because they're almost forced to have it. Omega and tech are just in a cavern. The only mm-hmm. thing they can do is wait. They have to talk about Echo because he turned off his transponder. He's not like they can't talk to him to kind of close that gap any more than they have. They have to deal with it themselves. Mm-hmm. So a lot of this episode was putting them in situations where the only thing they could do was open up and talk about these situations because they couldn't solve it any other way. I I liked with that conversation that it brought up Crosshair. And of course, I'm going to bring it up because I'm here. <laughs> um, but I liked that it did that because I felt like it gave more explanation even into season one where you see like hunters hunter and wrecker the only people in season one who really say that they like miss crosshair they're like sad about it and tech kind of deals with it with being you know tech like and i think him making the comment about echo and then crosshair kind of gives you some insight into like well the way he deals with stuff is just by like he just moves right on and goes about his his whole thing and just kind of is really callous and i liked having him be like well we're soldiers that's what we had to do and it kind of gives you some back information about like yeah he's totally been upset about both of his brothers leaving but this is is the only way he knows and he has to move on and like i liked that explanation that was cool yeah i mean um moving on through the episode uh we they end up actually meeting all back up uh through the water tunnel or water slide basically um, end up moving their way out, uh, and they find a ghost town and end up moving all the way to the ghost town, um, which is like a little like rundown spaceport. So I did like that little shot of the, the town being far off in the distance, and they end up moving all the way there, and then it's actually nighttime by the time they get there. So yeah, I did like that town. What did you guys think of that? I thought it was interesting Ironic. that it's a ghost town. Yeah. We don't I, see I, those in Star Wars. Yeah, I thought it was like it, it's 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 it, this is a very Western style of an episode. So it's I liked how they were like, yeah, it's kind of like these mines have already been plundered through or whatever, and this is just like a backwater mine that uh, Sid was like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna buy that. That sounds like a great idea. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean they they use a 
telecommunications to talk to Sid, and Sid's like, mm, I can't help you. So I was like, this is weird. I, I really want to know if Sid has something to do with their ship getting stolen or something, because she it's really weird. Like, I, I wonder if we're going to have this weird backstab moment in the future. I... I was just going to bring that up too. Like something seemed really off about Sid there. And we kind of got a little ominous hint earlier in the season and the, the riot racing episode, Mm -hmm. but like to me, I think echo leaving and the batch, like having to deal with those emotions is going to lead to them. Like, understanding themselves and what they need as a family unit or squad or whatever you want to call it, but it's, it's going to lead to them understanding what they need more. And I think I could totally see that ultimately leading to them separating themselves from Sid and going and doing their own thing. Like Josh said, living a life as not a soldier anymore or, regardless doing their own thing that isn't like hey we're just going on missions from sid like they still call them missions you know yeah Mm -hmm. and that's like a very it's yeah it's like it's like a very soldier thing to keep calling it that and it to me it seems like they're on their way from detaching themselves from from that part of their being or at least not totally detaching it but realizing that they're more than it yeah Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, with with this episode, I, it, it's interesting seeing like she just hangs up completely and was just like, all right, you, I'll see what I can do. I'll, I'll get back to you whenever. So they're like so on an afterthought of Sid's whole kind of deal. Something so. that kind of gets to me with that whole conversation is she sent them there to get the Ipsium. Mm-hmm. And she, they don't say we don't have any. Which she would assume means they have it. Just to know the ship got taken while we were finishing the job for you. And she goes, "Oh, not my problem, right? Like, uh, lady, yeah. it's it's your money. We have." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I I, ooh, I really think it's gonna. It was a Chekhov's gun in that like those last episodes, and I'm kind of wondering and where this is gonna end up going. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, basically, we have. The, uh them realizing like hey like i think the last couple of lines just being told like hey we don't really have rations to oh okay you're just gonna hang up oh. on us and then so, make us like we'll, we'll survive like i'm <laughs> not usually one that's like big on speculating but to me they're gonna like sid ditched them so they're gonna call the only other two people that they know hondo either and rex <laughs> either either Rex or Echo, who both happen to be together. So they might get pulled away from doing Sid's missions. And then they're like just into that fight of, hey, we're going to like help save clones. And like mm-hmm. that's their new thing. And this is how they get pulled away from Sid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that if 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 it's not Rex or um, or Echo that um, that pick up the transmission, maybe it would be Cody. And and then Cody, you know, comes up and be like, "Hey, Rex and Echo are busy right now, but I'm here. I'm here to help." And then <laughs> Cody brings them to the rest of the group uh, because we haven't seen Cody since episode what, like three. Too. The same episode we haven't seen oh, Crosshair yeah. since. Yeah, jeez, yeah, which is crazy to think about, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, Crosshair has only been in one episode this entire season, and then yeah. and then they had the audacity to make a Valentine's card of him. Oh yeah, <laughs> two of them. Different yeah, sets. yeah. Goodness, I was just curious. Um, for other clones, they could contact. Uh, Gregor was left with Sid at the end of season one, and then he mm-hmm. did his own thing. So that may be another connection to bringing in more of the commandos for later in the season. And a connection. Gregor. Yeah, because of Gregor, Wolf. We don't know what, what about Wolf yet, though. Yeah. We do not know about Wolf yet. 
Well, I'm just question. talking about all the clones, like in general, that I'm uh, that we haven't seen like in in a bit and stuff like that. So what? There's like Wolf. There's Gregor, um, Cody. You know, obvious reasons. Um, and then like Sev Scorch, um, like the entire like group of Delta Squad. Um, <laughs> uh, and then I'm trying to think. Is there any other clones I'm missing? I I I know I'm definitely missing some like you know. Clones. We know Rex has. He almost makes it sound like he's a big defaction, like a big number of defected clones that he's like he's been doing this for a save. while. Yeah. yeah, he said he had multiple contacts back when he was on Coruscant. What the, the contacts are other clones if they're senators or what? Sure, he's got a ton. Yeah, yeah. and. I, that gives me hope that they're not just going to kill the Bad Batch and that they could be off doing their own thing even though they're not in Rebels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's it's obvious that like there's millions of clones, right? Yeah. yeah. There's no way that they're all dead yeah. except for Rex, Gregor, mm-hmm. and Wolf by the yeah. time Rebels comes around. Yeah. And we only saw them because of Rex's direct connection to Ahsoka. Yeah. 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 So... Something that I don't think I've actually really discussed with all of you. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it, it has to do something with Rex, but it's like way, way further in the future of the timeline. Is how do you feel about them making it canon that Rex was at the Battle of Endor? Yes, I'm okay with it. I dig yeah. it. Love okay. it. Sorry. I love yeah. the like animated shorts where he has his like clone gauntlets on with the Endor yeah. armor, like the. Yeah, I forget what it was called when they did those like really sick animated shorts. Well, I love that. they also made it canon that it was the clone um, that it was the guy that that put on the scout trooper Catch armor, armor, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, okay, yep, cool, that's yeah. him. Okay, yeah, because I know there was a lot of mixed feelings about that, but I mean, honestly, I think it worked. Um, but I think that's cool that they kind of re- re- that they retcon that um <laughs> because i know they try to do that with um ahsoka and attack the clones um there is that youngling and the scene where um where obi-wan goes to talk to yoda and then there's all the younglings there and there's the same species as ahsoka in there and george and and dave filoni talked about making it canon that was going to be ahsoka but it didn't make sense in the timeline because Ahsoka's way too. I mean, if, like if that ended up being Ahsoka, then sh- she w- would have been way too young during that, and that wouldn't mm-hmm. been able to carry over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I I, mean, I was I I I I I've been thinking about that question because I know um a lot of people had kind of had mixed feelings about Rex. It's being not Star Wars if they're not retconning something. Yeah. Right. I I feel like it's also people who are big fans of the Clone Wars, which is all of us here. Yeah. are probably more okay with it than the people who <laughs> like are just diehard original trilogy fans yeah. and don't mm-hmm. like the Clone Wars. Like I can see them wanting to keep it separate and not liking the retcon like that. Right. I feel like but... anytime you try and touch the original trilogy in a way that you can connect it to all of the other Star Wars, whatever they could newly write, it angers people who are fans of the original trilogy because connected though this is like their golden child that no one should touch and make anything because i feel like a lot of people had a problem with george lucas's little changes that he made with like random stuff popping up like something always has to happen yeah like all this oh no i can't get over that they added more boba fett it's great <laughs> that's fine mcclunky i, I that can't. wasn't even george lucas he like didn't want that to happen they like pulled that out of the archives that was all like disney that was not McClunky. even well like the whole han thing is definitely yeah. him so first yeah that's that's where i would say like we, we we know the effects of what can be really annoying to the community this is their yeah. golden child don't touch it and if you can change something as small as that and as us fans who grew up with Clone Wars, it's amazing. It's awesome to see characters like that. But if you're someone who grew up with the original trilogy, it's like, don't touch that. Don't don't mess yeah, with right. that. Add your characters after, in, uh, in the middle of it, yeah, sure. But don't touch this original trilogy and try and add stuff into it. People don't like that. So mm-hmm. it, it's interesting for me because that also opens up a can of worms of what they could change in the future, which is always scary to fans. So. I mean, if they they go like, oh, and because, okay, so imagine if 
at the end of like the original trilogy, we we get like some new scene where we basically have the force essence of the emperor come out so that they can try and explain what happens in the sequel trilogy. That would make people angry. So I feel like if you have the ability <laughs> to be like, we can connect it to the clones, then they technically feel like if they're going to change it like that, right. we can easily change it to this in the future. So Right. But the whole thing with Rex, though, it didn't really change the plot. And it, Oh, and, I, and, I know that. And, it's like, just anytime you touch the golden baby, it's yeah, like, oh, oh. I know. I know. I know. Because of like, because... I Josh, could not imagine golden babies. <laughs> no, I hope you're talking to other Josh here. Other, <laughs> hello, the older Josh, the bearded okay. Josh, non bearded Josh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I, I am, um, uh, I don't know how I would feel about that because, like, could you imagine of, 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 you know, of, of Vader sacrifice, which. It already sucks just to, you know, go all the way to the Rise of Skywalker and see that, you know, his sacrifice was, you know, was pointless because he put himself into his force essence into a different clone. But actually seeing that happen of of where like the Death Star would like the second Death Star would explode and you would just see like a small blue dot and then just be like, yes, I made it. I would be like, no, I'd be like, no, 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 no. That's where so. I'm. Um, I'm 100. I love when we'll do something that isn't necessarily on in the original trilogy. Like it, it could be happening during the exact same time as the original trilogy. Yeah. We could have like a scene you don't see in the original trilogy happen during it, and then we have like an animated episode where that happens in it and we mm -hmm. basically have an explanation for something i'm 100 okay with that what i don't like is when we're just like changing something in that's already been put on screen it yeah. works in the fact yeah. of this in like like instance but if you're gonna go on no screen, lines exactly no name ever named on screen yeah that that works 100 but if they're just gonna be like yo we're gonna change some visual effects then it gets kind of annoying and i feel like that's the little creeping in i'm Did okay you? with them changing the digital effects in the original trilogy again if they make them look better yeah i i do think one retcon i really want to see is what bounty hunter disney current lucasfilm will make han solo meet on ord mantel that makes him change his mind and want to leave echo base and empire strikes back I think a threatening... well it is if i'm correct okay. wasn't it wasn't it boba fett in the eu I don't think it was. Let me see. I was not Boba Fett. I hope it's Bosk. So, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so here is, of course. I want Embo. I want Embo. I would love to see live action Embo. <laughs> I would love to see Embo yeah, again. I, like, he, like of just him throwing his like hat, like you know, yes. like Captain America shield. I was it's like, like your yeah, number yes, one bro. favorite bounty hunter, man. He's Dude, so Ember, cool, man. He's got a dog. Yeah. Yes, well, pull your horses on your favorite bounty hunter apparently in legends the bounty hunter that han solo ran into an ord mantel was a bounty hunter named score s-k-o-r-r and score. was uh yeah was there any other description besides that score is a character um, oh okay. really wow oh! I that coming. Plot so score is a humanoid he looks like an orc from lord of the rings with a like Ooh. half metal like this side of his face is covered in metal with a red like terminator lens and then nice. like, a bracket around the bottom of his neck so he's that a is the only thing we oh, have. <laughs> don't you dare mix up franchises christian you can't do that strike one fine hornless duros how about that okay well, there you go. Cool. Yeah, no, I um, uh, I would love to see more, um, more stuff like that, uh, in, in, in the franchise going forward. I don't know if they would do like, if like you know, in a couple of years where George Lucas is, you know, kind of getting up there, and he's like, hey, you know what? I'm just gonna come back for a second, and he just adds more stuff to the special editions. Um, I think I that think would be it. wild. I don't think you can touch it right now. It's only Disney right now. I think no, touches. George Lucas is gonna make a D Squad TV show. <laughs> I'll be here for it. <laughs> sure, I'm down. <laughs> he will come out of retirement of being like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing anything with the Skywalkers or anything. I'm, I'm doing everything with the Delta Squad. And then this is oh, D Squad, oh, the droids, and the frog. <laughs> oh, 
I like droids. I like frogs. It could be worse. <laughs> no, 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 no. You you love droids. L- l- let's get that very, very clear. You have an obsession. Like, I just saw your new uh, TikTok of where you, you put on R2, like his like, body and the head. And, Dude, and- <laughs> at this point, I have to build a, a fairy droid costume. Yes. Yes, <laughs> like, you do. I didn't have to. I would love to see that at Star Wars Celebration twenty. Things I've been telling you for months on end. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when we were talking about the Bad it. Batch? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, that is a wrap pretty much, right? Like for I mean, Yeah. Episode. I mean, is there any uh, – what do you guys think that – because we leave on such a big cliffhanger of them be, basically being stuck there. They, they're not going to get help for a while. Not enough time is going to be uh, – they're not going to be rescued in time for them to actually have – decent food to be able to survive so they're gonna actually have to walk around try and figure things out um what do you guys think the episode's gonna continue from here um and into the next episode so anything that you guys well, think using my big brain the next episode's called <laughs> retrieval genius wow it's like how the next episode of mando was called the rescue or something and it was like i wonder what's gonna happen there <laughs> i wait no but like even based off the title i see the next episode going one of two ways story-wise either it's gonna follow the retrieval of the bad batch or it's gonna be the retrieval by rex and echo of other clones I think it's the Marauder because of trailers. Yeah. And also the episode name. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. No. uh, And the, uh, let's see what, because the last episode uh, happens on March 29th. And we will, for a couple of weeks, we'll actually be getting episodes of The Mandalorian and The Bad Batch at at the exact same time. Uh, and we were also supposed to get Jedi Survivor, but we're not getting it until later, which is unfortunate. Hey, man, I'm just happy that we don't have to be, like, absolutely jam-packed with Star Wars talk. But that's I can, what I, I was excited I, for. I, I, I like a little bit of time to be able to plan these before we start talking about them. If we had, like, seven ep- like seven things to do and just we were, like, a, a five-hour episode, I'm like, I feel so bad for people who listen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. Connecting back to the bad episode, I like the ending shot where it's like a hero shot of all of them looking Mm -hmm. out and ready to conquer whatever comes next. Because, you know, the whole episode was spent on them having animosity towards each other, not knowing how to deal with what's gone on. And so this was kind of like the hero shot of, like, quote unquote, the new batch, seeing them ready to go forward. And we got this episode of kind of recuperation from the two-part mid-season finale and we're now ready to go on to what comes next mm-hmm. yeah ready for them to go find some food yeah. mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> so here is a um here's a rumor of what someone said um uh this is one of our listeners apparently there was a rumor before that a ship that looks like um the bad bat ship is spotted in mando season three and i will say Pre-Empire ships are a hot commodity at that point in time. It's like Raising yeah. Crest is one of those. Cars, man. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> also, Tech just saying it's a form of transportation only for the Marauder. Just oh, yeah. People. That hurt me <laughs> on a physical level. That was their home. And like Tech was just like, yeah, it's fine. It, 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 it was just a thing of transportation. That's like, like stealing Ooh, someone's yeah. Winnebago. Like my car is a part of me. Like that's like it is my number one prized possession. Yeah. If it leaves, I don't know what I do. So hearing that kind of like it hurt. Yeah. It really hurt. If it leaves, implying that Josh's car is just gonna drive off in the night by itself. <laughs> Dude, honestly, I wouldn't doubt it at this point. <laughs> Leave a note on the driveway. <laughs> so let's talk about this. Um, so there was this new picture from the set of Andor, and I know the other Josh is gonna be really excited about this. Um, I'm I'm gonna pull it up here. Uh he's got a new jacket, he's super su- he um, shaved. Yes, he is. he's young. <laughs> Uh, and there's we have a gist of what season two is, is going to be like because season two will g- lead directly into the events of um, Rogue one. yeah, 
and we'll see him meet uh k2so it will be kind of like their origin story uh which i think k2 was one of the best parts of rogue one like his just like quick banter and um and um the whole like part of where he smacks Cassian, and mm-hmm. I just couldn't stop. It was so great because it's, it's there's another one in it for you if you mouth it, off again, right? And then like the actor, he actually had a um, Diego Luna actually had to kind of block his face from laughing, and and you could actually see it kind of in the scene. Yeah, and 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 it's so it's so great to have like you know that kind of chemistry, and I love the chemistry in Rogue One, and I'm glad and I'm happy to you know, see that we'll be getting going in season two, but um, how do we feel about the new outfits? Cassian looks like me waiting for a Disney ride, just like looking around <laughs> confused. And like my dad just like pissed that he's still standing in line. It's only been like five minutes. <laughs> That's what I got from that on the yeah. whole. Okay. As I was saying before, it's hard to won't be a drop. Yeah, it, it's hard to just, you know, figure out what's going to happen based off one shot like that. Oh, well, no, no, no. I I, 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 I wasn't yeah. asking of what the scene was going to be. Like, I, was I, I appreciate the fact that Luthen's serving up, like, you know, another nice poncho look. Oh, yeah. He's yes. got a lot of those nice, like, outerwear pieces. Yeah. I feel like got the, a nice closet. I feel like the bottom screen has, like, I think all of you have ponchos, right? Like, I got a poncho. Yeah. I have one. No? Oh. Sorry, other Josh. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. All right. Well, um, uh, the uh, um, there's also um, a quick uh, kind of quote from the respawn team um, about a certain uh, species <laughs> coming to uh, Jedi Survivor. Josh, would you like to read that quote? No, I can't read. Oh, well, okay. You can read it for me, though. Okay. Um. Uh. What? What makes the, what makes the Gen die so interesting is that their own mind and their own world, they're very chivalrous. They have, uh, they, they have a code they adhere to. It binds them to a certain code of honor for their conduct. It also binds them to their history, and what's left, uh, of their people. So. Bravis is not just this gruff grunt um, who who can take an army down. He's he's got a long past. He's seen a lot of history. He could be thousands of years old. He's seen empires rise and fall. He's seen the Jedi rise and fall. He's seen the rise of the actual empire itself. So he's not a. He, so he's got a lot of tragic history and a lot of depth that we tried to explore. So for those who don't know, um, this character is the same species as Dirge um, from the Clone Wars. Which it's so cool seeing how a character from Gendon Taranofsky's shows, like those characters have popped up and are still some of like fan favorites. No. Like having having Dirge, uh, like Dirge was easily my favorite character and is yeah. still my favorite character in Star Wars. But um, having him and his species move on into something this far ahead is like i'm i'm super excited for it um i originally i think what what was it like originally the old story was also that his species hates mandalorians as well so yeah. i wonder yeah it was cool i'm i i wish they would do something with that but we'll we'll have to see so i'm excited um but him being like i wonder if they'll whole do the whole like that he's made of worms and can be cut yeah, yeah. Or, like, <laughs> that's what i was just gonna ask together. like you <laughs> wonder how they're going to like translate him into a modern design yeah well they already a... have it from dr afro afro or whatever because yeah he, yeah he's technically canon right yeah yeah in the same way that the like the gendy tartakovsky series is 2d like it's the same type of thing in in comic books too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm just curious to see what it's going to look like in an actual 3D space. I mean, if it's worms, we've kind of seen it through the Halo series. Yeah, I was going to say it reminds hunters. me like hunters yep. from yeah, Halo, hunters almost yeah. on the dot. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. No, uh, I am very excited for that game, and I love how we're going to explore more of the. Um, 
uh, how we are going to explore more of the different parts of the Star Wars universe and different species that we haven't seen in a long time. And Dirge, we haven't really seen on screen like at all, like really since 2003. So <laughs> it's... Um, well, I mean, we got Asajj from that show. Yeah. Also, so it's cool to have another character coming in. So I'm excited. Yeah. I'm definitely excited to see where we go with that. There's also a new uh, a new clip that dropped for Mando that I wanted to bring up real quick um, because of, <laughs> it honestly Cheers, it, yeah it's it's just Grogu just kind of sitting in a chair and just kind of spinning around and then um, <laughs> grief and uh, Mando are talking about actually I really don't need to bring up the clip because we're just talking about it now but um uh but but in the new clip um uh. Grievous, you know, kind of trying to convince Mando to stay on uh, on on Navarro because of at this point, Din Djarin is no longer a Mandalorian because he took off his helmet. Like his like time is, you know, done. At, right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, and. I, I don't know if Grief is doing it for like selfish reasons or anything, but he is, you know, saying like, hey, why don't you just stay here and work for me? And um, how do we feel about the journey that that Din Djarin is about to go on um, of do you think that he should, you know, um, try and go back to the to the old ways of the Mandalorian, or do you think he, he should stick with the way that he's, I feel like he's going to learn the history, like the main big history. Yeah, We're yeah. going to get like a whole backstory. And then yeah. hopefully they're just like, yeah, you, you, your people, they used to, you know, be ruled by Darth Maul. Lol. And then like that whole, gets all explained to them. I, yeah. I hope we get a whole lore dump for people that have never watched the animated series so that they get more in key to wanting to go and watch the Clone Wars. Yeah. It's like one of the central themes of, the Mandalorian show and it's touched on a little bit in the book of Boba Fett too, but it's like, what does it mean to be a Mandalorian? And mm -hmm. that's something that we have gotten a ton of info about in the EU with like stuff as far back as twin engines of, of destruction. And then more in like mm -hmm. the Republic commando books. And then we heard more in the clone wars and it all is it boils down to there not being a clear cut definition, you know? And yeah. I think they're going to make that clear in this upcoming season. I don't know if the characters are going to come to any type of conclusion, but I think they're going to show the fact that, Hey, it's not just what one extremist cult says or what one person who whereas Mandalorian armor says it's like a way of life and like a set of beliefs that like mm -hmm. isn't yeah. as narrow as some would lead you to believe. Right. From the Agreed. start of the show, it's been what do people want from Din almost either in his relationship with grief on him just being a bounty hunter, being part of the guild to what Din can give for Ahsoka giving Grogu and all that jazz. And now we're at a point where, it's what can he give? Like, what what does Bokatan want with Din now that he's the owner of the Dark Shape? What does Grief now want? Because, you know, he's back in Navarro for a period of time, however long that is. He can continue his doing jobs for Grief role that he had when he was a bounty hunter when he came in season two with Cara Dune. Like, how all those things can continue. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I brought this up on the show before, but ever since the Mandalorian first started with season one, like the first shot of Din, I was like, I feel like this is going to be the story of the Mandalore, like the Mandalore period of how his role mm. from being mm -hmm. a child, being a almost outcast from his Mandalorian sect, yeah. whatever that may be with dirtied armor, only a Chrome helmet to his name, fighting for just basic survival up to becoming the Mandalore and the voice mm. for the entire Mandalorian people. So I really think we're going that direction and holding with that. I'm excited to see where that goes. Agreed. Agreed. Um, any closing thoughts? Anyone? No? I All want right. more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I want to wait a week. I want yeah. more. <laughs> now. 
Oh, all right. Well then, um, uh, <laughs> with that being said, um, uh, we uh, you can find us on Instagram at Star Wars Stuff Pod, Twitter at Stuff Pod. Um, we're also on Patreon. Uh, we have a lot of content on there, uh, so please go check it out. We have a lot more content coming on the way. Um, thank you for all of our um, our Patreon users. Uh, we would not be doing this if it wasn't for you. So thank you so much. Uh, we're also on TikTok at Star Wars Stuff Pod. Uh, we also have uh, email starstuffpodcastgmail.com. You can also find our f- w- wonderful friends, um, Jay Guy, well, Jake underscore I underscore Hunter, Kenobin underscore around, and Star Spangled comment. And you can find Josh at cloning around. Yep, clone yeah. underscore around. There you go. There you go. Uh, Again, we would not be doing uh, this if it wasn't for you guys. We love talking about Star Wars. It's an honor to have. Um, uh, our fellow friends on the podcast every week talking about the bad batch and now we have the other josh on as well which is fantastic so we we are you know so thrilled to be you know just kind of geeking out and just you know just talking about star wars it's a fantastic thing so from all of us for the star wars stuff podcast my name is colin and may the force be with you always <laughs>